0: Welcome back to Recovering Church Girls. It's your host, Tanya Adlita, and I want to take a minute to step away from the interviews just to be able to have a conversation that's really just me, (laughs) so tell you a little bit more about myself and kind of how this all came to be. So clearly, you already know that I am a Recovering Church Girl in and of myself, And there's something about that idea of, you know, whatever it is that you need, that's what you speak about. I think that's true. I think there's a lot of layers that – We find in ourselves, and it's something that because we've experienced it, and oftentimes we've experienced it so deeply, that's something that we become um, very much convinced is part of our fabric. For me specifically, self-care and self-awareness is a really big piece of this puzzle. So, for example, uh, if you haven't heard this story yet, if you happen to have already known me out of the Single Parent Summit, this is an event that I produce for single parents. I've done it for the last two years, and as you can guess, not only am I a recovering church girl, I'm also a single mom, and that's how all of this came to be. There was a time, it was just shortly after the divorce from my kid's dad, and I was working just insane hours. I was working at Starbucks because my corporate job didn't provide health insurance, so I was leaving the house usually around you know, 4 o'clock in the morning. My mom would come over the night before and sleep on the, the couch so that she could get the kids off to the school bus in the morning for me. And I'd run down the hall and I'd kiss each of the kids goodbye and I'd run out the door and I'd clock in and set up the pastries and, you know, all of that type of a thing that we do when we hustle, right? So I am working 20 hours a week at Starbucks and I'm running over to the corporate gig. And of course, I'm changing in the bathroom at Starbucks before I leave to go into the corporate office, grab my triple grande caramel macchiato with extra drizzle and my ice-venty water and I'm out the door. For the corporate gig and I'm there for another, you know, eight or nine hours and then racing the clock to get the kids from the after school program before the fines kick in at 6 p.m. because, of course, we're going to fine you if you can't pick up your kids on time, which I understand they've all got families they've got to get home to, too. But that was my day, that was my life, day in and day out, and pretty quickly it became apparent that that was not sustainable. And the way that I found out was by passing out on the hunter green carpet in the mobile home that I just bought. And of course I bought it because it was really close to the kids' school, and then they went and opened up a new early learning center, so it was totally in moot point anyway. But by the way, who carpets a bathroom? This is something I don't understand, but nevertheless I was really grateful for the carpet that day because like I mentioned I totally lost consciousness. And what had happened was that my heart was producing so much adrenaline that my body couldn't process it and I just couldn't I couldn't keep up with what was happening in my body. So that led to all sorts of fun stuff to, you know, have to really figure out what was happening. And the end result was that I was trying to do too much in order to keep all the balls in the air. And I didn't know any other way of being. And I think that, you know, that's something that we're going to talk about a lot more in the concept of recovering church girls and where this this drive to succeed and to achieve comes from especially when it's related to you know what we accomplish because i do think that a lot of that is tied back to an upbringing in the church and also the idea of our identity being very much tied into what we do and what we accomplish so all of this to say When I talk about the importance of self care and how that led me to a deeper sense of self awareness, I'm speaking from really deep personal experience. And for me, I would have to say, I think that was the very beginning of not only starting to unpack these various things that were kind of the hanging over effects from growing up in a religious environment, but more specifically for me to really connect with myself again and being able to connect spiritually outside of the construct of a typical church environment. That was a pretty big deal for me. And it took... It took a long time, I think, to really kind of figure it all out. And let's be honest, we haven't even gotten into the whole cult conversation yet. Because, uh, yeah, apparently I was in a cult for a year. Didn't know it. Thought that it was an evangelical ministry. And lo and behold, when you actually sit back and look at it, yep, that was a cult. So that took a good 10 or 15 years to come out of. And maybe I think, you know, the based on that, the second coming out process was a little bit easier. We'll get to that. I promise you we'll get to that. There's so many layers, I think, that make us not only who we are now, but also informed who we were because it all goes together, right? And what we know then helps form our tomorrow, creates our reality tomorrow. And then what we experience then, tomorrow, gets us where we are going the next day. We build upon each one of these things day after day after day. And all of a sudden you look up and five, 10 years have gone by. So the question I would have for you is what kind of legacy are you leading? Is it one that you're intentional about? You know, who do you spend your time with? Where do you get the influences in your day-to-day life? Are these people, thoughts, ideas, something that you actually want? Do they make you feel good after that experience? Or do you still feel like shit? Because if that's the case, maybe it's time to reevaluate who is on your advisory board. Because just because they're there doesn't mean that you actually have to listen to them. And whoever sits on your advisory board of your life is really up to you. And that is a big aspect of self-care. So I'm sure we will talk about all of this and more as we continue on with Recovering Church Girls. But if you're just starting to consider all of this and what it means for you, I'd encourage you to start there. Think about what self-care really means for you specifically. Sure, it could be a great, you know, nice hot bubble bath and a glass of wine and some dark chocolate truffles. That's all fantastic. But maybe there's something deeper. Maybe there's an invitation there for you to spend some time with yourself and to really understand not only what you think, but just as importantly, why you think it. So just something to ponder, as you block up some time in your calendar to take care of yourself in your healing process. We'll see you guys very, very soon.